Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Oh, I, I, I love any time that we have somebody that does any kind of psychic readings. And often, often, they're asked about relationships, love life, all of that. Today happens to be Valentine's Day. If you're listening to us thereafter, doesn't matter. You're always going to be dealing with relationships. So we're going to we're going to call upon her. She is the sentient spirit, and she's Sharon McMahon. She's back with us. Hey, Sharon, how are you? I'm doing very well, Steve, and yourself. <laughs> Fantastic. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, and my half birthday. I celebrate two birthdays because I can, and one of them's on Valentine's Day. So there you go. If there's if there's any reason to celebrate your half birthday, it would be because it's on Valentine's Day. That's fantastic! Wow, you got it. <laughs> I I have to believe that that is one of the number one things that people ask of you. Uh, uh-huh. Love life. What do you see? Relationships. Yeah. Is is it really that? Yes. Well, this is the reason why I also work with couples. <laughs> um, we do couple readings. We do couple healings together because it's a big topic. And rightfully so. I mean, um, it's a big part of um, life, relationship with animals, relationship with uh, spouses or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever it is. Your love life is a big deal. And because we're living longer and longer, um, there's always the question of, is this going to last? Is this the right one? Is this my soulmate? And all this stuff, which there's a lot of misconceptions out there. So, um hmm. I like to let make it straight for everybody. <laughs> but does that get uncomfortable when you have a couple and in your mind, not even just reading their energy or things uh-huh. that they're saying, because sometimes you can you can detect that things aren't going well. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, I'm, all I'm going to say is I know of a psychic, uh, pretty visible, that is now divorced, and I used to hang, uh-huh. I used to double date with she and hubby and, okay. and I knew right away they're not really that happy and sure right. enough they got divorced um how do you handle that when you know that yeah this this is you know you can't you can't very well come out and say listen you guys <laughs> doesn't look like you guys well, kind of together. I can do you I mean if you well I a little bit you know allude to it calmer than that but I mean yeah, if you're sitting in front of me and we have something to talk about, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your, your tissues are going to be at hand. So let's just get into it. So what are we here for? What are we trying to accomplish? And sometimes, um, you know, relationships do have an, an expiration date, okay? It doesn't mean, you know, we have, we have uh, relationships, you know, all the way from our childhood, including, you know, our parents, our teachers, and um, friends, and you know, all of these different categories, we don't, we're not in contact with every single person or animal that we, you know, start a relationship with. So people come into your lives and then out of your lives for a reason. And it's usually for a healing purpose. Now, it gets tricky because people think, you know, their soulmate is the one that they're supposed to be for their whole life. It doesn't work like that necessarily, you know. Um and luckily, through energy, I can help with the healings and whatnot. But a lot of times, um, your past trauma 
affects you so much so that you pick the next partner who reflects that trauma in order for you to overcome that trauma. That's overlooked quite a bit. I, I want to go back to what you said a second ago, and mm-hmm. I want you to tell me your thoughts on it. I don't want, to, I don't want okay. you to validate it unless you believe in it, but when you mm-hmm. say every relationship has a shelf life, yep. I agree with you. However, mm-hmm. when we say shelf life, a relationship as we know it in the beginning changes, and it's over mm-hmm. in that form. Now it takes a, mm-hmm. another form. So technically, mm-hmm. it's it's over in in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you would you say that that's that's what you mean? Like there are couples that are together for fifty years. The way they mm-hmm. were thirty five years ago is different than the way they are now because that type, that feeling, that vibe, that that type of the relationship mm-hmm. is over. Now it's into a different phase, and it could be a fantastic phase. But right. your, your thoughts on that? Well, absolutely. There's different types of shelf life, for sure, um, or expiration dates, if you will. Um, some of them are just to trigger a healing. Some of them are supposed to, you're supposed to overcome things together. Um, I'm finding more and more that um, there are, like, supportive roles in other relationships. So your perception of what it's supposed to be or what society's perception of what a relationship is supposed to be is not necessary and it doesn't pertain to all people. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Your relationship changes and grows, and then it could, hey, we've done our job. We've done all that we can, and now we're ready to move on to the next stage, which may include a different person, you know, Uh, or maybe you're supposed to grow together. A hundred percent. It's not one-size-fits-all for for all people, and that's... um, that's, that's one thing that, since I am an expert communicator, because I can speak to, you know, those who have crossed over and, you know, those who haven't crossed over and whatnot, it helps that I can talk to the lower self and then I can go up to the higher consciousness, which is a collective of all your incarnation this time, to, set, to find out what your real thoughts are for this incarnation. And then I can go back even a little bit higher for simplicity's sake and talk to the soul and be like, hey, have I, have I uh, fulfilled my contract with this person? You know, did hmm. we do what we needed to do? And um, that's speaking to one soul, and that's the most helpful gift I have ever had <laughs> for myself as well. That, you know, let's go deeper into that. When you say, okay. you know, in terms of the gift that you, you've ever had, explain mm-hmm. that a little bit deeper. Okay. Um. Sometimes we as people uh, don't always verbally or um, express our emotions properly, shall I say. And you don't really know what is going on in the lower self. That's me and you talking right now. This is the lower self. So in order, when I tap into the soul, the higher self, the soul self, and I can ask questions, they'll answer very directly or they'll give me a, a different um, direction or perspective um, in the way of where the healing needs to go, whether it's for me or somebody else or et cetera, like that. Um, I don't know how else to describe it, but that's, uh, that is pretty much the, um, the best gift I've ever opened up and, you know, received because I really am able to help other, other people in this manner, including myself. I was helped. Wow. Without uh, giving too much detail. Do you feel that 
when people are put together in a relationship that, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. They're, they're right. put together. Um, right. It's, it's part of the soul contract. It's all, uh, I want to say, maybe planned out. Yeah. Yes, 100%. So when I'm saying contract or agreement or life plan, um, so let me put it this way. Before we get here, we have what we call like a soul pod. It's been referred to. And that all your friends and family and you're all souls together. And uh, we're all friends over there. And we say, hey, I want to learn. And, of course, it's nothing but love over there, right? So you, you're coming from a very blissful state. And you're like, I would like to experience what abandonment issues are like. <laughs> okay. Um, then we, it's kind of like a play. We make an agreement with our friends over there. And you're like, hey. I'll be the dad, you be the mom, I'll be the son, you be the, like that sort of, like taking roles. Now, you on earth, you're like, well, who the hell would sign up to be, you know, someone to help you or abandon you? Well, that's quite easy. It's someone who loves you very, very, very much. Because you want to experience something, someone's going to sign up that role, for that role. Mm. And I know it's hard to grasp, but somebody has signed up for that. Or, another example, um, <laughs> who's going to sign up so I can learn how to overcome um, that abandonment issue or, like, being walked all over or not standing up for oneself? So that person is not going to leave you. Um, like, obviously, someone who loves you very much is going to sign up for that, for that role. And in our lifetime, this incarnation... They're not going to leave you until you do your job. That's the contract. Your job, let's say this person's job is to stay put, and um, your job is to overcome whatever he's putting in front of you or she's putting in front of you. So they're not going to go anywhere until until you've successfully learned to overcome that obstacle and learned your lesson. And guess what? If you don't do it this time, you're going to probably repeat it. That's karma. That's your own personal karma. Wow. And your patterns keep repeating because this is something that you were supposed to learn. And that you, hey, lots of people have signed up to, I'll help you learn. I'll help you do it. And you're like, why do, you, why do I keep attracting the same type of person who's unemotionally available or whatever, or emotionally unavailable? That's what I meant to say. Sure. Um, because you haven't learned the lesson. So question. So we have backup. Question. Yeah. You've, you've. Let's say somebody has identified that. They know yeah. th- these people keep showing up. They know it doesn't uh-huh. support them. They don't want to deal with uh-huh. it anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. But they can't They can't or haven't figured out what the lesson is. But they're ready. Uh-huh. Let's go. Let's move that to the side. I get it. It's, it's showing up for a reason. But what the hell is the lesson? <laughs> right. Well, that, that's a good Well. That's a good point. But that probably is the lesson. Hmm. You have to identify it in order to know the lesson. If you're identifying the, the patterns in, let's say, the relationship, that's the first step. And then you have to start with the healing. And then it's usually because you, why are we keep picking, you know, someone who's emotionally unavailable? Because my parents were emotionally unavailable. So then you pick, you pick it again. Well, guess what? This person is in front of you. In order for you to identify it, number one, number two, heal from it, and you're probably going to have to stand up and say, "I've had enough. I'm going to pick. I'm picking me, 
right? I'm going to be emotionally available for myself. I am going to put that love into myself. And that's the healing process. And then I guarantee the next person, because you're not going to repeat the pattern anymore because you've already identified it and you've already felt it and you've already gone through it, someone's going to come in in a different way, shape, and form that's probably emotionally available this time because you are present now. Hmm. I love that. <laughs> like, and I think if this resonates for, for a lot of us, you're, you're thinking, let's, let's go. Uh, time uh-huh. for a change. I believe, uh-huh. I firmly believe, and underline and bold the word firmly, that okay. things are happening for a reason. And I'll give you an example. And this is very recent for me. Okay. I was at the point uh, a week ago, a little bit more than a oh, week wait, ago. Before you, before you say that, um, I forgot to tell you, there's another person that's following me around, so don't let me forget. And I can, because I only get talked to you once a week. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's here. But um, it just came to mind again. So okay. go ahead. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So a couple, like about a week and a half ago, I was just saying to myself, you know what? I need a break. I just need, you know, a little change of environment. I go, uh, I'm, I'm just about to text a friend in Florida and I've hung with him before, you know, a weekend, whatever. Let me just, you know, go down there and change the scenery. I was just about to message him and he's like, yeah, anytime you want to come down. And I waited and I thought, all right, you know what? Let me go for cheaper flights because it was last minute. So I was like, all right, let me look at the following weekend, which would be this weekend, right? And I'm like, right. oh, maybe that'll work. Somebody suggested that I join a men's group. I never in my life did I think that I would, you know, be part of it like this men's group. And the guy, uh, I know him not very well, but I respect, you know, he's successful, et cetera. So I joined this group. This is last week. And I'm at the group and they say, yeah, we have a men's weekend coming up. It's only once a year. It is going to change your life. And the guys that have done it say, you have no idea what the, you know, some of them have said I was getting divorced. I lost my business. This mm-hmm. brought it all back. One guy said, I didn't know if I wanted to be around anymore. I, it changed my life. Right. And I usually plan things out. I think things out. I'm like, uh, I'm going. And it's in two weeks from now. <laughs> and you know, okay. there's expense involved, but whatever. Uh, I feel it's worth it. And it's I'm going on a leap of faith with this whole thing. It's a fairly long plane ride. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to do it. But my point is, it showed up right when I was thinking I needed something to show up. And half of it is the journey. Like, I'm just going on a plane and I'm going to a different state. <laughs> kind of cool. And then there's this event that they say is life-changing. So right. I feel things show up. They're, they're there for a reason. Things is, It's happening for a reason, whatever's going on right. in your life. And things, if, when you're following the right path and you're, and you're, ident- you're identifying with your heart chakra, which is your passion and your soul, which is coming through the heart, you will find that um, your the universe will put things in front of you mm-hmm. that will resonate with you, and that's your passion direction. And when you're on your passion direction, um, more stuff will come. Yep. And it's, that's like the abundance rule. Sure. <laughs> when you're following your passion, you know, more things will be placed in front of you the way that you like it. Stop fighting the path. Totally. Just go with the flow. Yep. Right. Yep. I, and I and and I'm going to say I believe that, and more and more, I'm learning and witnessing it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, me too. It's not like I got here, you know, gracefully. 
<laughs> I mean, I fell down a lot and had to learn all of these things, you know, and I struggled and I fought and I fought and I wasn't following my path. And then things, you know, are placed in front of you either to trip over it or maybe, you know, slap you in your face. But you, your soul will put things in front of you as a backup to make sure you get on your path. I agree. But <laughs> I, it's taken me. It's taken me a lot of decades to figure that out. But I. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, right. What? Let's go a little bit deeper here. Okay. For you personally. Okay. Okay. And uh-huh. and and this is it's close to you, Sharon. When did you when did you realize that the universe, this universe thing, is real and piloting you in a certain direction? Do you remember like a you know a pinnacle moment where something something happened where it's like aha uh-huh, oh oh I need to pay attention that's where we're going with this okay um, I'm sure there's probably a specific time but um, remember when I was telling you about like reaching going inward <laughs> which mm-hmm. I tell a lot of clients to do um, the aha moment God where was I I might have been in England I don't know. Um, many years ago to start more focusing on myself and my passion. I guess that might have been, it was obviously through energy healing, but that was my passion. So I was diving deeper and deeper into it, you know. So, I mean, I started with the Reiki, but then I went to like 40 different types of Reiki, you know. And then I went beyond that because that wasn't even enough. And just doing the energy work is when I, you know, realized that there was um, the universe's much grander, but I guess it was God, a couple years ago when I, when I was able to talk to people's souls through a conduit, and I'm like, okay, so this universal thing, this is way grander than I ever thought, and then I found out that, you know what, we're not really from this world, <laughs> and it sounds crazy, but we are way older and way more developed than our incarnations let on. It's way grander than I'm even able to describe. Mm. It's, it's just, it's absolutely huge. Because when I grew up, I always thought, oh, okay, so this is it. And we talk, in, you know, Catholicism, we talk about, here's your soul or Christianity, this is your soul, this is a problem because it's, you know, I'm talking about religion, but this is how I grew up. And we talk about the soul, and where, but we never talk about where does it go. Where does it go, you know? But the thing is, is that I've realized through communication is that your soul is way bigger than this little incarnation. So we can tap into our soul all the time and ask for assistance. This is just a little teeny tiny portion of um, what we're doing. Our soul is way grander and it's still on the other side and doing lots of different things. And that was probably when I realized, geez, this universal thing is way, I can't even describe how large it is. I get it. Um, and I'm, 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 I don't want to say I'm finally figuring it out. It's been, mm-hmm. I want to say the last three years, it's, it's exploded in my mind in terms of awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the back of my mind, maybe out there, I didn't really know how to verbalize it, put it into perspective, all of that. Now it's like crystal, right. crystal clear, locked in, got it, see it. Um, right. is it always easy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and it's hard to articulate. It really is because it's so. It's it's a lot of you're you're actually what you're doing is you're finding yourself and understanding. You know, you have to go inward to find out what you're doing, not outward. And 
through trauma drive and all these other things, we're always going out, 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 and reaching, reaching, and reaching, reaching, when actually you're supposed to turn in and find it. And when you say turn in, how do you mean that? Um, and focusing, some people do meditation or whatever, but turn in and what resonates with your soul through your heart? What is your passion? So let's say you're reading something and that doesn't, that doesn't click at all. That probably doesn't resonate with your soul. So whatever's resonating when you're turning inward, um, that's what I mean. Like when you're giving yourself the love and the attention, because usually we're looking for love and attention everywhere else but yourself. You can't give what you don't have. So you've got to give yourself love and appreciate yourself if you want to be appreciated. You see? So when you, when you truly love yourself, when you're looking in that mirror and you're giving yourself only compliments, you have to start out giving them to you, to yourself, um, before it starts to actually click because we're always told not to do that But when you're growing up. But when you start appreciating yourself, and then it starts, almost um, starting inward, and then it oozes outwardly, okay? And that t- that's a law of attraction right there. Mm. Well, right, it goes back to that, that thing that we all say that you need to love yourself before you can love others and experience and all of that. Uh, and, and a lot of times we fluff that off as just, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but, just but it, words. It's just words, but it's true. It's true. It is. It's energy. Yeah. And you really literally have to do that. You want to be loved, you got to love yourself. I say it all the time. Yeah. You want to be appreciated, appreciate yourself. But until you realize why, Sharon, you're you're not going to get it. You're not going to it's not going to fully resonate. Um right. we're I I could just keep going here. We're out of time. Um uh, I was supposed to ask you who's following you around. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot okay i think it's an ant did you have an ant with like longer blonde hair like to the shoulders i think it feels ant-like and she showed up i'm like oh here's another one <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know who she is a hundred percent oh you have an ant with like the longer but does she cross over yeah yep oh okay well she's here too and she's she's following me around for a week people don't realize that like i don't get to talk to you until two seconds you know when you make the phone call but, yeah, so she's popped in, too, to, um, uh, well, she, oh, she, oh, don't do this. You're making me emotional again. Um, just to show her um, support as well. <laughs> you know, I vibe my mom, mm-hmm. and I feel she connects. Mm-hmm. I never do that in. And there's, there's, there's you know, a few little things that I, I think that I, I don't, um, mentally connect with her uh, as I do, like, let's say my mom, and that was her sister. Um, Okay. But uh, just your description is spot on. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so you could, how many blonde aunts do you have? She had blonde hair. She had blonde hair. Uh, The shoulder. And I mean, she has the same, it looks like she's got like the same build as your mother, but um, they're both kind of petite. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and um, they don't, she, I, I need a conduit. Like, I need, like, you to ask me questions or whatever so I can get the response. I just don't sit here and talk to people who have crossed over all day. It doesn't work like that for me. Um, but um, <laughs> I, And we're out of time, man. I just keep, I keep I'm trying to think of questions that are, that are impactful. Um, right. I, I can't even do it at this point because I have to word it correctly. 
<laughs> I know that's okay. This is what ha- this is why you need a whole hour session. What what is what is her feelings? Was she aware of the decision that she made? Of course, okay. but there's some regret. Okay, because I don't think that um, she okay. She wasn't a hundred percent on board, but she's one hundred percent. When you ask aware of the decision that she made, yes, but it was going to. Um, she's saying two people. It was going to impact two people's lives. That that was the part that she was concerned about. And I don't know what this decision is, but she's showing me two. Um, you are correct about that. Okay. You are. What happened? Uh, you don't have to tell me. We can do it another day. But you don't have to put it on air either. So, but, 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 what? but, <laughs> but the fact uh-huh. that you brought that up is spot on. I'm okay. telling you. Like, telling me. <laughs> wow. Big deal, by the way, Sharon. Big deal. Big deal. <laughs> Okay. Well, she's here. She waited all week to say this, so she just I'm getting. She is here. They're going to yell at me because I'm running late. I'm getting chills. The hair is standing up on my arms. It is. You have no idea when you say the two people. There's deep meaning in that, and it impacted our whole family. Yeah. Wow. All right. We got to move on. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> right, well, you know where to find me. <laughs> crazy. I, you know what? Uh, time for a uh, Steve Sharon session. Uh, right. Crazy. Seriously. Um, <laughs> we got, we got to talk. Uh, how do we find, okay. how do we find you, Sharon? Okay. The sentient spirit.com. That's my website. It has lots of information on there. Book online, or you can just um, go to the contact page. If you have a question, I will help you. And I want everybody to know the spelling. It is the S E N T I E N T spirit.com. Sharon, you got it. great talking with you. I could just go on forever. You are just wonderful. Me too. It's my job. You have to be like the best energy, uh, you know, I experience. Thanks, <laughs> Love it. I appreciate that. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy happy birthday too. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Have- Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.